Welcome to the Here to Evolve podcast. I'm Josh. And I'm Alessandra. And in this podcast, we take topics from both health and fitness, as well as the business side of things. We run two businesses, SD Evolution and Fit Coach Pro, and have a pretty unique perspective because we've had a lot of success, but we are not quite at the top of the food chain yet. Our mission is to help break down these topics so you can learn in an easy to digest manner and apply them into your daily life. In this episode, we are going to talk about polarizing trends, why they're sexy, and why they are useless. Did this all start with the documentary? Yeah, and it's just, it's an ongoing thing right now. Um, We have many examples that we can give when it comes to polarizing aspects of health and fitness, whether it's diets or whether it's types of training, Um, but a lot of you probably, maybe you've watched it or you've heard about the latest documentary on Netflix called You Are What You Eat. Is that what it's called? Something like that. We haven't watched it, um, mainly because we do not get our nutritional information from documentaries. That's just not a good source. It's But they're so fun. They're fun, but they're typically very biased and they're typically funded by people who want to prove that their way of thinking is correct didn't they they're the ones who made game changers that documentary the same people who did you are what you eat i believe funded game changers as well so it's the of, same vegan supporting yeah. it's a vegan, vegan food company uh I, i'm not exactly sure i don't want to say the wrong thing but it was the same people who funded both um and you know we're not people who are going to be like oh we're against vegans are we <laughs> are we anti-vegan people they're probably good people i don't know i'm not sure if i'm not friends with any right, vegans, but let's probably, get into it cool people let's get into it then because i know we have some vegan vegan clients i know that, that was we a have, joke for those who can't read the room <laughs> i know um, that we have vegan people in our lives so i guess let's just say why we wouldn't choose to be vegan why we wouldn't choose to be vegan. Yeah. I enjoy meat. I feel good eating meat. Um, when I was very, I went through a whole bunch of things during my, my, uh, experience and my journey with Barrett's esophagus. Um, and then one trend I did tend to notice is that when I was feeling really, really low energy, biofeedback was pretty shitty. I'd go back and reflect because I don't make any major changes. I don't, you know, jump on this diet, that diet, this program, that program. So just trying to reflect back on, what I had done differently in the previous two weeks. And it always circled back to I didn't have red meat, whether it was a week, a week and a half, a couple of weeks. So I'd go get some grass-fed steak, grass-fed, grass-finished. Um, and I'd know it wouldn't be a game changer for me because there were a whole lot of other things going on, but I would feel better afterwards. So I know that I'm getting things from meat that help me feel a lot better. Um, no. And we just enjoy it. Like that's that's the first and foremost thing. We enjoy eating meat. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, animal sources of protein are your highest quality protein sources. True or false? Correct. So if you are vegan, it becomes a lot harder to get those higher quality sources of protein throughout your entire day. And for people like us, we have very specific goals of gaining muscle mass and living our best life living a long life um you know so it is just easier and more beneficial to eat those animal sources of protein um i was listening to a podcast recently with dr gabrielle lyon she has a new book um she's a researcher she's very 
pro protein and trying to get people to eat more protein um and I think she said something along the lines of oh you know what I wrote it down I think um your diary (laughs) I have a whole note section in my phone where we all have a note section in our phone I just write random thoughts um maybe I didn't write it down Oh, so what she said, this was really interesting Um, because we hear about the RDA of protein a lot and how the RDA, um, what the government recommends you consume for protein intake is like... Great baseline what the government recommends for anything. (laughs) It's the absolute minimum you need to survive. Like that's, that's the very baseline of protein that you need to survive, not what is optimal for muscle gain, losing body fat, just being healthy overall. It's close to a quarter... Of your body weight and protein per it's pound. um 0.8 grams per kilogram or something no that's not the recommended it's like no per kilogram not per pound so that like cuts it's like half okay. um so she said the rda the minimum to prevent protein deficiencies is based on animal-based protein so those high quality protein sources. Um, so that alone right there should speak for itself. Um, but, you know, I think a lot of people out there choose to be vegan for a variety of reasons, whether it's just doesn't sit well with you or ethical or whatever. And I think there are definitely things we can talk about in future episodes regarding that. But why did we start talking about this? Or what is this tangent? Oh, vegan in the documentary. The documentary. Okay. I'm having mom brain moment a little bit today. So, yeah, I mean, that's why we choose not to. But, you know, it's there's more and more research coming about showing how important it is to consume high quality protein sources. And you're just not going to get that from plant based sources of protein. All that said, I had posts yesterday not related to this. It just kind of funneled into this podcast. wasn't related to the documentary. I haven't seen it. I didn't even look up what it was about until you mentioned today that it was like a, a rebound from uh, Game Changers. Again, just take two. But I put up yesterday, essentially, you know, people have politicized everything in the fitness industry, health and fitness industry, your diet, what you're doing in regards to workouts, you know, all these different practices, it's it's become politicized. I say that because it's polarized. It's two things on opposite ends of the spectrum where you have one extreme, you can only eat meat, you've got carnivore, carnivore. the other end, you can only eat veggies, you have to go vegan, you have to be vegetarian, whatever. In those things, people like to belong to something. So it's turned into a bit of a cult. That's why it's sexy. That's why it's flashy. That's why most people jump into these things. Oh, you know, I'm going to cut this out and it's going to solve all my problems. I'm going to jump onto that side and it's going to solve all my problems. And I would bet that there are people who have done both. They've done carnivore and they've gone vegan just to, to, I don't know why I can't even tell you why, but I guarantee you there are people who have done that, but it's, it's basically like the Democrat Democrats and Republicans where you have to do this this way. You have to do this this way. Anything in the middle is wrong. You have to pick your side. When the good stuff lives in the middle, the hybrid of those things are where the better options tend to live 99% of the time. It's not an extreme on the left or on the right. It's somewhere in the middle. People can't come together because they're so dug into their stance of I am this. I identify with this. Well, you can feel a certain way and acknowledge something is right toward the other side of things. And you're missing out on a whole bunch of host of benefits if you're not doing that. So the healthiest people in the world, people who look at the blue zones, they have a great balance of meats and fish and vegetables, and you're getting your fiber in, you're getting high quality protein, you're minimizing processed foods. And that's another whole, a whole aspect of this, which again, can be its own episode, but 
the reason some people may start feeling better on something like the Whole30 or on carnivore or on keto isn't because you've chosen to stick to this tiny set of foods. It's because you eliminated a whole bunch of shitty foods. Well, that was the st- that's if you dig into the study based on these movies, both Game Changers and the new one, um, I'm just re- reflecting on it here. So the study basically took twins and fed them either the vegan diet or the omnivore diet that was what it was based on and it founded or it found that the vegan diet had better improvements in weight ldl and like various other things um but the vegan group ate a lot more fiber than the omnivore diet they essentially were eating more whole foods and they also ate a certain amount of less calories per day putting them in a slight deficit so all of these, both of those things alone just explain why they had different results. Like 30% more fiber per day. Yeah, you're going to you're gonna feel a lot better. You're going to get better results than somebody who's not eating that much fiber per yeah. day. I didn't have to read the study to tell you that. It's literally common sense. Well, you, for you, us, it's common sense. For most people, it is not. Well, think about it. Well, it, it is common sense. If I eat less shit, I will feel better. If I eat slightly fewer calories, if I'm overweight and I'm eating fewer calories my health markers are going to improve. My blood panels are going to come back a whole lot better. I think there are still a lot of people who do not know that, though, is what I'm telling you. That if they don't eat junk food, they're going to be healthier? Well, I think the issue is that a lot of people still do not know what healthy food is. And we are reminded of that every time that we go into the grocery store. We were shopping yesterday. Yes, we were shopping yesterday, and we always get Kylie's nuggets, and we... (laughs) My, shame on me because I don't I didn't read the bags organic organic meat uh, antibiotic no, free, antibiotic no free hormone, no whatever. hormones blah 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 and I just for months I stopped there you went to grab a different brand so I'm like let me just read he wanted the sharks that's what he wanted the sharks I'm like I don't like switching things up if something if something's working so let me just read the back and it's like yeah it's made with white meat and then it says it's filled with rib meat and not that I'm anti, you know, non-chicken breast, but it had more fat than protein. And I didn't love that. And I go back to the one we've been eating. Oh, we've been eating. We've been getting for Kai. And there was a lot of shit in that one, too. And I just completely disregarded it because I never read it. Um, but just like you assume a chicken nugget is a chicken nugget, but it's not. It's not a chicken. There's so <laughs> much. It's so healthy, organic. You know, you can put all these sexy words. Again, we're talking about sexy. All these different labels that will make you completely neglect the rest of the information. You stop reading there. My shame on me. Again, I stopped reading there. Oh, no, no hormones, no antibiotics, made with uh, white breast meat, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. I'm good. And then you flip it over and you actually dig in. It's like, no, this is full of dog shit. And that's my point. Like if we're doing it, we know as nutrition and health experts, quote unquote, we know the majority of the world is also doing the same thing. Well, I'm not even saying at that granular of a level. Now we have taken it to that next level. And that's why our parents think we're freaks. Um, but just, hey, don't eat freaks. what? They what? don't think we're freaks. We've had a few conversations with my parents anyway, um, just making them understand. Like the more we become aware, we talk about through awareness, we create change. That's the theme of this podcast. The more we become aware, the more changes we make. The more, like I said, we're steering away from the nuggets we've been getting Kai for the last several months. And now we're just doing the chicken meatballs. We're doing, you know, we'll make our own nuggets. He we'll eats some, other, the things we'll throw that some we breading eat. on some diced up Bell and Evans chicken breast. That's the thing. And he eats all of the good things that we give him. It's just, you know, sometimes when you're in a pinch or you're in a season of life, like we have been in with a newborn, it you just resort to the easy option. And I understand that it is a privilege to 
do what we do and buy healthy food and we have a whole podcast on this topic um so if you're in that season of life and you're listening where that's all you can do then it's okay but we know that we can do better for him and he will eat the things that we do serve him like our chicken meatballs that we eat he'll eat majority of the foods that we eat as long as we give it to him um and it's up to us to do that but anyway and if he's got to douse it and catch up go ahead you can douse it and catch up it's better than True. The alternative. But we kind of got off on a little tangent here. No, it's the same thing. It's but the circle, point it's of that, aware. yeah, being aware of what you're consuming. And I think, you know, it's easy to think that it is common sense for most people, um, but it's not. And that's why we are here doing what we are doing. So, you know, going back to the whole polarizing all or no- nothing thinking and people feeling like they need to label things. I see this on the training side as well. So I'm often asked, like, what is my preferred style of training? I don't have, like, a label for that. I've done powerlifting. I've done, like, a hybrid of powerlifting and bodybuilding. I've done straight-up bodybuilding. Um, You know, right now I'm training with a variety of methods and a variety of principles that I've learned over the years that make a well-rounded program, but there's no name for it. There's one name. What? Progressive overload. And that's with anything that you're doing. And that's just to ensure you're getting better better over time. That can apply to any method of training that you're doing. As long as you are repeating similar movements, similar activities, and you're getting better over time, you're getting faster, you're getting stronger, you're performing more, you're doing more work over time with similar exercises for a set period of time. Progressive and that can apply to a variety of methods. But my point in that, like someone was asking me, like, what do I call my training? And there's no name for it. It's just strength training and it's very uh i think we've really gotten into a flow with how we program so if you're if you're in the app you know this um but we try to include all aspects that make you better overall so it's strength training it's plyometrics it's mobility work um you know we want to help you live a better lifestyle and you have to include all of those pieces in order to do that but my point in that is like you don't always have to label the types of foods that you are eating or how you identify your diet to look like. You don't have to label how you want your training to be. You can just take bits and pieces from all of these areas that add value to your life and make it the Alessandra method or, you know, insert your name here. That's what you do. It doesn't have to be this fancy thing. And is that attractive to most people? No. Um, that's why, I mean, you look at something like CrossFit and how many people love CrossFit and love to call themselves a CrossFitter. It's because of the community and it's because of, they like to identify as a, isn't there a whole book or like, isn't there a topic or a, a paper that kind of looked into how people like to be part of a, like, I don't want to say a cult, but they like to community. You like to identify as something, belong to something. Yeah. It's there's research behind that those CrossFit is the keto of training. It's not and that's not to put a hit on either of those. It's just you belong to this group, you identify with this group, and you are a part of that community. Um, which there are pros and cons to that. There the pros is that you are going to stick with it more likely. Uh, the cons are that it may not be that you're doing it because you feel better. You're doing it because you belong to this in fill in the blank. Um, it kind of becomes your identity. So if there becomes a situation where you have to remove yourself from that, I think that's where it can have the negative pitfalls. Absolutely. 
And that's, uh, I lost my train of thought twice on that. I guess you're having dad brain today too. Yep, having dad brain today, but going into the community, belong. So, studies, science is a great place to start. Like as far as this, the data suggests that this is a benefit of this, or that this is a negative effect because you're doing X, Y, or Z. It science changes. The studies will change. It depends on who's running the studies, um, and nobody has done this study on your body specifically. So, with that said. And this is how we run our programs, this is how we run our lives. We will experiment with certain things that intrigue us that we say, oh, I like the idea of this. You try it for a month or whatever. If things improve, and this is not buying into it entirely, you're not becoming a part of that, you're not identifying with that, you're trying. It's an experiment on yourself, it's a study on yourself. If you feel better, continue doing it. If you wanna tweak some things, tweak some things, whether that's nutrition, whether that's on the training side. Do these things, see where you're getting the best results and continue with that. So, you know, the reason you can't change your life in three months, there's a lot of reasons, but a big reason you can't change your life in three months, you likely are going to be on this journey for several years, several years is because the health and fitness experience is a trial and error process. You're going to figure out what you enjoy, what fits with your lifestyle now, what you can navigate some variation of down the road. And if that changes, you know, it's not, it can't all go to the wayside. So what are things you can adapt within what you just decided that you, you like, you enjoy, and is adding value to your life? So, you know, whether that is carnivore, whether that is keto, whether that is vegan, whether it is a hybrid of everything, somewhere in the middle for most of us, figure out what makes you feel best physically, mentally, And what mentally, you know will last long term. What you enjoy. Don't make this, you know, something you force feed yourself. Like if it's, if you're doing carnivore and you're missing out on holiday events and things that you love to do with the people in your life, then that's not really adding value to your life. Um, but to kind of backtrack a little bit, you talked about the science and, you know, studies and that's something that we have sort of, I don't want to say we've shifted away from over time because that's not true. But I think when we first started coaching, we were so like, this is what the study says. This is what we want you guys to do. Um, you know, we really pushed, like, for example, when we first started, every single client of ours tracked macros and tracked every single macro. And it, it was our job to help them to get within five grams of each macro for the day. Um, as an example, that has shifted. Not every single client of ours tracks macros anymore. And we are not super strict like that with them anymore. Um, another example is cardio. We used to, I don't want to say we used to crap on cardio because we have kind of always... We would poo-poo the fact that you absolutely needed it. Yes. And we would, like if there was a client that came into us that was doing cardio four or five times a week, I would tell them to not do that much cardio. Um which completely changed my mind on that now. So even as coaches and even as people who are experienced in this field, we're constantly changing our minds. And I don't think that's a I bad... Like the, that sounds like waffling. We are adapting as new knowledge comes yes, out. Yes, that's what I meant by it. Um, but what I'm trying to get at here is don't get so stuck in your ways that this is what I've done. This is what I will always do. This is what I believe forever. Like as you become aware of things that will better serve you or better serve your clients, adapt yourself to that too. And now, you know, our approach is more individualized than ever. So if a client comes in and is a vegan, we're going to work with you. We're going to figure out how we can help you get to your goals in the best possible way. So, um, you know, just because we don't do something ourselves doesn't mean 
that we are going to make you not do it or vice versa. If we're not going to give you our exact protocol that we do just because we do it. We want you to figure out ways to fit all of these different pieces of the puzzle that you want to do into your life that will also help you get to the goals that you have. I tell clients on our, our prospect calls, uh, pre-clients, there are literally a thousand different ways to get to the same end result. And our job is to figure out which of those make the most sense for you. So even if you're responding well, if it doesn't sound like you're going to maintain that plan or some variation of that plan, we're still going to change it. We're going to find another method that makes more sense that you can continue to see great results with now, but also in the long term, you see this as a better fit. So that is the strategy we use with our clients. That's something you can take with yourself. And then I do want to circle back uh, to the polarization topic because this is one thing that's been pissing me off significantly lately in the uh, the social media world. You know, we talk about following the data, the science, and you have these exercise scientists and researchers and, you know, some bigger names out there. Um, not going to name them. Don't name them. There's, not gonna no, name them. there's no need to. Because they're doing things in their minds for the right reasons. But the polarization, let's go back to that. On the one side, you've got these knuckleheads who are telling you, oh, I just created this diet. You know, you can't do this. You've got to cut X, Y, and Z out or you're going to get cancer. And then on the other side, they are making fun of those people, which is fine. And they are combating the things they're saying with studies, which is fine. But at the same time, they're also semi-promoting the idea of, okay, well, you can have all those added sugars and you can, the data says you're not going to deal with X, Y, or Z because of these things. And they're essentially giving people a landing pad to go back feeling good about eating all the processed shit. So I don't agree with the side on the left. I don't agree with the side on the right. I understand why the, the, the guys, the scientists are doing what they're doing to say, hey, you know, stop fear-mongering. I don't believe you should be fear-mongering. But they also deliver in a way where, you know, there could literally be. I think it's just causing more confusion for the average It's causing consumer. more confusion and it's allowing for more excuses. Now, I don't, again, I do not agree with the fear mongering. That's not right. You're not going to get cancer because you had a bag of Skittles one day. At the same time, you don't want to be having a bag of Skittles every day. So to say that you can fit it in, you can use it in moderation, you can have a little bit. I don't agree with that. You shouldn't have that, a little, even a little bit every single day. So again, we go back to the middle. We find that moderation. We consume whole foods 90% of the time and enjoy those other things once in a while, and it's going to be fine. But even when we're trying to do good, it's coming off in the same way as those who are truly fear-mongering, those who are scaring people and saying, you can't have these things. And then, oh, you can have these things and it's going to be just fine and, you know, mix it in every single day. It's fine. It's all about calories, 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 and get your protein in. I think that's why clients come to us very confused at times. Or, all the time. You know, they they have seen someone so post about this, so they started doing this. And then they saw someone else post about this, so they started doing that. And it's like, uh, you have to first stop and ask yourself before you do anything is does this make sense for my life does this apply to me because we are taking in so much information on social media especially these days we have endless information at our fingertips so it's going to make things that much harder if you are not being mindful and truly implementing things that only make sense for you and that's you know to do our our sd evolution plug 
that's why people come to us. We are your filter. We are the experts in your corner. Our team of coaches is going to figure out what makes the most sense for you. They already know what's nonsense and what are the things that we can apply uh, within your process, within your lifestyle, within your personal regimen we create with you. Um, so that's the plug for coaching. If you're totally confused and you, you can't figure out what makes you feel better and you're tired of feeling like crap and you're not seeing progress, that's when you reach out for coaching. Um, you know, we again, we say right on the calls, we get there is no secrets to what we do at SD Evolution. We talk about this on the podcast all the time. We have free resources. We get out, give out the guides, a ton of information on our email list. Um, so there's there's no secret behind the curtain. You just reach out for coaching when you're fed up with, you know, seeing limited progress, not being able to maintain it. You need the accountability. That's what we're there for. Um, but it's just it's having that expert in your corner, um, which does obviously make things a whole lot easier. But we're going to wrap this one up here. That was our take on mini take on the episode of uh, or not the episode, but the documentary and then just polarization in the industry in general and the mass chaos that it has created. But where can they find you? I'm at Alessandra Skutnik. I'm at Josh Skutnik. Everything else is linked in the show notes.